Good afternoon, everybody. This is Coach V. And I'm Coach David. This is the Kaizen Karate Podcast coming to you here in, from Silver Spring, Maryland. Uh, this is our world headquarters here in the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, we're recording here towards the end of March 2021. Coach David, you want to give us the update here? Where are we with this whole pandemic and COVID-19? And it feels like we've been in this thing for 10 years. It hasn't been 10 years. It's been one year. But where, where are we right now? Boy, it sure does seem like 10 years. Um, I think that we have made a lot of progress the last month. I know every week we kind of say that, but if you look at numbers, statistics, um, there are a lot more vaccines available. People are, more and more people are getting vaccinated. Uh, Maryland just opened up. I think this week we started being able to go to tier two or phase two, which is, you know, most adults. I think in a week we go to phase three. So it's pretty much anybody who wants one will be able to sign up. It might take them a few weeks to get it, but um, it's very promising at the moment. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, we, I think we've talked about this in the past where, you know, I think everyone's kind of like almost not sure whether they're allowed to be happy. And they're not sure if, you know, it's okay to kind of be optimistic. And my answer is let's be optimistic. We're moving in the right direction. Better days are ahead. Yes, it's still serious. Yes, we still have to be taking precautions. No question about that. Yes, there's still masks. But, but let's have something good to look forward to. Let's have some optimism, right? I mean, that's kind of my take on it. Is that I think yeah, we've spent a year in pessimistic land. I think it's time to have a little cheer, a little thing to look forward to. And, I, you know, I think spring, we always talk about this. It's like, you know, that nature renews, right? Everything turns green. The sun's out longer. It gets warmer. To me, it's like, all right, well, we went through a winter, you know, just uh, it was a bad winter. Spring's here. Let's... Um, Let's have a little sun in our, in our personalities and our optimism as well as just outside. That's exactly right. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk to about, um, bring up a topic here that's kind of getting specific. And it's a question that's on everyone's mind, which is what's the next step? What does the next phase look like? You know, or how long are we going to be virtual? Uh, how long until we get back to being in person? And I'll give you the short answer. Uh, we're both right now. We're virtual and we're in person. This past week was the first week that we were officially teaching open group classes. Now, you know, for the past few weeks, we've had other small group classes going on at uh, like, you know, a couple places, you know, schools and things where we've taught, but it was only open to that small group. Now, uh, as of this past Tuesday was the first outdoor class uh, that was an all belts class. It was open, you know, social distancing, small group sizes, you know, the whole, the whole deal. Uh, but I say this coach David, because it's kind of a good feeling, you know, that we're finally getting back. And I know uh, one of our other instructors, uh, Coach Chris, he even told me, he said, man, it was a great feeling. Uh, he was, at, so I, I apologize, it wasn't Tuesday, it was Monday. He was teaching mm -hmm. on Monday. Uh, so, you know, he said, man, did it feel good. It felt I think his words were, it felt great. And doesn't that kind of summarize it? I do. I think that's, I mean, I can only think that when everybody is back, that's the feeling we're going to have for quite some time. I know people have said, you know, the next uh, couple of years are going to be like the roaring 20s after prohibition, right, where everyone's going, you know, erring on the side of a little bit too much fun. Um, but I have a feeling that's what it's going to be like. And even for the people taking those first steps now, that's, uh, that's what it feels like. And I'm, I'm, you know, I think that's great. Yes, I want to tell you what Tuesday looked like, if that's okay. Um, we, you know, we went to Calvary Lutheran Church. We're in Silver Spring, Maryland. Uh, we were right on that basketball court that's right, right next to the main road, right next to the, you know, the big steeple outside. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if, if you're listening and you're like, man, what's it like getting it back in person? Here's what it looks like, right? Is, you know, all the parents and the kids, and there was a couple of adults as well who came to join. 
And, you know, we were spread out. We had yoga dots. Yoga dots are like a circular kind of a, a hard plastic dot. That's a spacer essentially, right? It creates space between you and the next person. Because sometimes, you know, if you don't have those, it's very easy to kind of naturally get closer to someone. That's, that's kind of human nature, right? So we were all spread out. Uh, we had a fantastic class. Uh, everyone is wearing masks. And I got to tell you, you know, towards the end of the class, I couldn't quite read the, the vibe of the parents, you know, like what was everyone thinking or feeling? I don't think there wasn't, there wasn't one person, Coach David, who didn't come up to me and said, oh my goodness, thank you so much for doing this. We're so happy to be back. And I, I, you know, I have this to say to anyone who's listening is that if you're ready to get back, do it, but do it carefully. But coach, there's a few people who've kind of reached out to us by email and they're still very cautious and they're still very kind of, you know, there's that little bit nervous. And my advice to that group of students and parents is stay virtual. We're going to continue to have virtual offerings and we're going to do it indefinitely. I don't think we really have a cutoff date for that. Maybe there'll be a day when we stop doing it, but there's nothing that we can kind of see at this point. What are your feelings on that? I think you got to do what makes you comfortable. And I, like when we're teaching, if you're an uncomfortable student, you're not going to be focused on us. You're, if you're the parent, you're, you're not going to be um, letting your kid enjoy it. So it, it kind of goes both ways. And if you're not going to you know, enjoy it, it's not going to be a great experience that's not for you, then why do it? Like there's, there's no reason to rush back. I know uh, some, someone I know keeps saying that, you know, we've made it to the 99 <laughs> yard line, right? <laughs> Don't fumble it on the one. And that's true. Like if, if you can do it smart and we're, we're doing it in a very controlled, you know, through, through all the guidelines and the CDC, et cetera, right? That's great. But if you're not comfortable with that, don't fumble it on the one. Stay until you're comfortable. Would you agree? A hundred percent, hundred percent. Coach, we just took the boys to the, we have two, two boys and we just took them to the, to their pediatric doctors this morning for their checkups. You know, everything's fine. Everyone's good. So we go in there and we're talking to the doctor and we're asking questions and, you know, as any concerned parent would. One of the things the doctor said, it doesn't matter who, I'm not going to name their names or anything like that. It's not going to quote them. Don't look them up, but you know, they said, hey, look, you know, after you get these vaccines, now keep in mind, I'm not a medical doctor. Coach David, I don't think you're a medical doctor. I'm just quoting what the medical doctor this morning, a pediatric doctor, they said. They said to us, they said, uh, you know, look, after you get the vaccine, I mean, what else can you do? You know, we were told at the beginning when the vaccine comes, then you're able to get into to person. So, you know, this is a podcast. It's supposed to be kid-friendly, which it is. So my, my two cents to everyone who's listening is, you know, you got to do what makes you comfortable. And I know for our family, right, in terms of how we do things, you know, we're, we're both getting our second vaccine shot at the end of the month. We're ready to roll after that. You know, I think there's like, a, I think one of our students who, who, who's in the field, he was telling us, you got to wait, I think like two weeks or so before it's fully active and the immune system kicks in. That's what we're planning to do. Just like we followed the advice to close from the professionals, we're actually following the advice to open from those same professionals. And that's, that's, that's how we're operating. Um, but Coach David, with that being said, you know, we're, we're also going to continue to have the hybrid offering, virtual and in-person. I think that's only smart because, again, you, no matter what we say, no matter what the experts say, it really doesn't matter. It's really what's in your own heart and your own brain. And if you're not comfortable, even if you know, the, the, everyone's saying it's okay, then you got to really follow yourself. And that means staying virtual. Great. We have your, we've got you covered. Uh, you know, we're not going to let you, uh, go empty. So, mm -hmm. 
I got to put in a plug before I forget, you know, we, we have a couple questions that we have to address and we've had some mm -hmm. parent questions, student questions, prospective parent questions that have come in throughout the week. And I want to address those questions in a, in a second. Before I forget, um, you know, we are going to be doing quite a bit of hiring. So if you're looking for summer jobs, uh, you know, not just karate instructor, but, you know, kind of counselor jobs or those kind of jobs, seasonal work, you know, parents, if you're listening, obviously we're not, I, I'm not sure if that'd be a good fit for you, but if you know some, some folks who are maybe college age, you know, kind of in that ballpark, uh, please send them our way. You know, we're looking, it's um, Coach David, I think you know the story. My very, very, very first job I ever had, I was a karate camp counselor. And man, oh man, was I lucky that was my first job because if I had any other job, I probably would have gotten fired, you know? And, and the, uh, the amount of patience that was had with me in my first job was fantastic because I was able to learn. I was, you know, my karate was really good at that time, but man, oh man, I didn't know how to work with people. I didn't know how to follow direction. I didn't know how to take initiative. All of these things and skills that you learn with a job, I learned that for the very first time being a karate camp counselor. So I say that because we have a couple different openings. We have, you know, karate camp counselor, regular counselor, karate instructor. We have a bunch of jobs that are going to be opened up pretty soon. Uh, so parents and anyone listening, you know, if you're in the Washington DC area, uh, we are hiring in those areas. Um, please, you know, reach out to us and we'll have something more formal posted on the website soon. So just want to put I that plug out there. I think that's awesome. I mean, I can tell you both my kids worked as uh, counselors in the summer camp and great experience for them. And um, just, it's a, it's a fantastic way to go if you're in that age range where, you know, you're not, you're not ready for full-time, you know, work, but you're wanting some, some reasonably good, put it on your resume. It helps build characters. So many great things about it. Um, so yeah, that's fantastic. I got to tell you a quick story about that. And I think this will uh, help people as they apply. You know, if, if anyone's listening or if you're one of our upper belt students who's thinking about sending in a resume or something, I got to tell you a quick story that'll kind of tell you what we're looking for. This happened to me. So hopefully you don't make the same mistake I did. Um, I was about, man, Coach David, I was probably like 16, 17, something like that. I was already a black belt at that time. I got my black belt at 16. And the, our teacher, he was trying to decide who's going to be the director for the camp that year. And he chose a red belt. And it just blew me away. I was like, how could he choose a red belt? I'm a black belt. How, I mean, is this? And at the time, it just did not sit well with me, right? And looking back, man, oh, man, was he right. It was the best decision he could have ever made because the person he chose was older than me, had more experience than me. Uh, they knew how to, you know, to do the job, essentially. It wasn't just about the karate. It was about there's other things that go along with teaching karate, like showing up on time, being reliable, taking initiative, being able to, to you know, communicate effectively. There's so many things that you learn. And Coach David, I think that was one of the best learning summers I ever had. I learned how to, to work. I learned how to, to have a job and how to get along with people and how to do these things, which you, know, you connect the dots to where we are today. Um, those first few years, if I didn't have that experience at 15, 16, 17, I'm not sure I'd be here with you today. Yeah, very impactful. Yeah, um, so um, you know, if you're listening, guys, and I'm talking to our upper belt students who are youths and things like that, remember, it's not always based on belt rank. It's also based on, you know, we can't hire everybody, but um, you know, we're, we're going to take a look at you know, all of those factors. So coach, let's shift gears here. We got a couple questions coming in. Uh, the first question we had is, can I switch to virtual? If I either do not like the in-person camps or it's just not a good fit or for some, whatever reason, right? You know, the, the, the student or the, you know, is just not, it's not a good fit. And here's the answer to that. The answer is just check the policies page. 
Uh, if you go to KaizenKarateUSA.com, you scroll to the very bottom, click on policies, all the policies are listed there. Uh, but specifically go to the summer camp page and look on the summer camp policies because due to COVID-19, due to the global pandemic, um, in normal years, we set the policies and they don't change. This year, things are fluid and we are following the guidance of the CDC and local and state governments. And coach, you know, it's, it's an interesting situation, you know, where last summer uh, we had started the camp and started the registration process and done all this prior to the pandemic, even really not starting, but you know, uh, the lockdowns, if you will, happening. So this is a different year. We already know what to expect kind of, right? You know, we have an idea of what's going mm -hmm. on. We're, we're in a better, we're moving in a better path. But I bring this up because um, if someone is just not sure if they want to be at camp, our number one piece of advice is don't come to camp. Uh, you should stay virtual. We're going to have a virtual camp. If you're just not certain and you're not comfortable yet, I think it's in, in definitely in the student's best interest uh, to, to stay virtual until, you, until you're sure that's what you want to do. Coach David, you have kids and, you know, how would you handle this? If you're looking at it from a parent's eyes, you know, knowing, you know, what we just talked about and experiences you've had do you have any any advice well i think in um in my case i would have talked to my kids about it and seen what they were comfortable with and then i would have weighed the risks like um you know everything has a risk to it there are some endeavors that are more risky and some that are less now i think given everything that we've talked about in previous podcasts this is a relatively low risk activity you're outdoors you're masked up you're not in groups of people there's more space because there's more camps. I mean, there, there's a lot that you're um, making sure in Kaizen to assure that the summer camp isn't a place that's going to be high risk. That being said, some people are just not willing to take that risk. You got to have that conversation. And if you're not ready, stay home. It's just that easy. I mean, it's not worth it for what, one, two, three weeks to take a risk you're not ready for just on the chance that maybe something better will happen out of it. I don't think that's worth it. Yeah. And, you know, kind of getting more into the details here is that, you know, we, we suggest to parents just read the, the, the policies and things. There's certain cutoff dates and timelines that you should just definitely be aware of all on the summer camp page at KaizenKarateUSA.com. Check that out. I think that'll definitely answer the question. Coach Dave, we have another question. What happens if I miss an outdoor class? And I think we're talking to spring classes, right? So spring classes, we have a Monday class that's full. It's at capacity. We have a Tuesday class almost at capacity. Uh, there's a Wednesday class that takes place in DC. That's a capacity. We have a Friday class. That's a capacity. And when I say capacity, the capacities that we're allowed to operate at, you know, pre-COVID, it would be possibly bigger. So if you miss an outdoor class, there's really not much opportunities for makeups at this time. Uh, that means if you miss a class, you would have to do a virtual makeup. Um, any feelings on that? Well, I can only tell you that it's, even though we're having these outdoor um, opportunities, the indoor virtual training is bigger and better than it ever was. I can tell you, I think I had a record number of people on Tuesday night at my Tuesday night class. And I, you know, it's directly on a night when there's an outdoor offering. Um, and they're not, I don't think these are people who are trying to do makeup. So I think it's, it's the case where it's good. It's, I should, how do I want to say this? You're going to get your money's worth one way or the other. Like I feel our, our virtual offerings are fantastic now. We've gotten to, I think, a spot where we, we can really work you. We, we can see what you need. We can help you. We can make forward progress. So if you, can, if you miss an outdoor class, 
I mean, it's, you know, the worst things have been happening in the last year. It's just not so bad. Come online. We'll help you out. It's one class. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. And, you know, our general policy for makeups is you need to do the makeup at a weekend or an evening class within the same session. So I'll say that again, if you miss a class, our general policy, which was, I think, set back in 2018, you have to do a makeup within the same session on a weekend or evening class. Uh, and the reason being is during normal times, you know, we do a lot of after-school programming. You can't go to a different after-school program because then it was like more of a logistics thing. Now it's a capacity thing. Uh, and Coach David, I got to tell you, I've had a chance to sit in on pretty much all the classes because, you know, we're virtual and man, the instructors haven't figured out. I mean, your class, all the other instructors who are teaching right now, the classes are just dynamite, you know, because they're, you know, like you said, we have over a year of experience now teaching virtual. And yes, we can't do the partner work, but the amount of detail, the attention to detail, the, the material that's being covered, I think it's in a, in a very good place. So I think, you know, regardless, if you can't do that in person, you're still getting a ton of value uh, in that virtual setting. Yeah. Don't let it stress you. Exactly. <laughs> Plenty of other things out there to do that for you. Now, we had a third question coming in. I think this is going to answer a lot of questions for a lot of students. Uh, private lessons. What are private lesson schedules going to look like? when we start moving into April, 2021, May, 2021 and beyond? Well, here's the shortest answer. Prior to COVID and prior to the whole lockdowns and virtual training and everything, you know, we heavily focused on after-school programs, summer camps, weekend and evening classes. Private lessons were never really the main thing. They were just supplemental. Coach David and I, we joke about this a lot. It's kind of like, you know, if you go to get dessert, if you have a third dessert, that's unusual. You know, I, I know both of us enjoy third desserts, but that's right. we're, we're, we are dessert connoisseurs. Um, at minimum, I have two desserts, but you get the point. You know, it's, if your main thing is a private lesson, it's not the main thing, right? It's, it, was a, it was a temporary fix during COVID, during distance learning to kind of bridge that gap until we got to a place where we're able to do the outdoor classes again, partner work, sparring, drills, things like that. So Coach David, I know for, uh, for certain, you know, there's gonna be more to this announcement, but you know, so this, is, this may be new for some people, so just tune into this. Um, effective right away for any future scheduling that takes place. So if your class is already booked, there's, uh, you have nothing to worry about. But if you're doing private lessons, um, group classes in terms of what we offer as a school, as Kaizen Karate, as a school, that will always take precedent. Um, so that three o'clock to five o'clock in the afternoon timeframe, after school, evening classes, that's going to be the main thing. So private lessons, any private lessons that are scheduled moving forward will have to take place outside of that timeframe. So let's use your private lesson, um, if you don't mind. You know, like Francis, yeah, Coach, you sure. teach a Tuesday class at 730. Mm -hmm. When can people train with you? So I, I have a lesson opportunity right before that class. And uh, it actually is kind of nice because it dovetails in. Mm -hmm. So my last um, private lesson was someone who was working with me. And then we go right into class and she would continue to work. And it was really nice because it was almost like exponential. It wasn't just, oh, here's a spot help. It was a help and then practice of that help, which we always say the 24-hour rule. But then it's really how soon can you practice? So that works out really, really well. Yeah, and I, and that and I, and I've noticed a lot of progress with that student. So you know that's that's really great. And I saw their testing coming up. So super mm -hmm. fantastic. Um, I, I, so I bring this up to everyone because I want everyone to kind of get into this mental place where they're ready to know what's coming. Is that um, private lessons? I think are slowly shifting towards that back burner uh, in terms of 
you know, it's not going to be the main thing. So if you, if private lessons were your like main thing, uh, just understand that the availability, the frequency uh, is going to drop uh, and the timeframes are going to shift. Uh, so the main things will be those after-school programs. It'll be the weekend and evening classes. As we begin to open up, that's what we're moving towards. So just kind of put that on your radar. Um, and the other thing, Coach David, which I've said to, I have about three or four students who I train privately right now who are in this similar place. They're all doing fantastic. They're all doing a really, really good job. The one thing they haven't been able to do uh, is that they haven't been able to do partner work. And they haven't been able to do, so I'm not just talking about sparring, I'm talking about the drills, the, mm -hmm. you know, because you know, the thing about, a, and I'm looking here, my I'm filming or recording here in our home dojos, you know, I got my wave master here, I got my Bob dummy here. The problem is that as good as Bob is, Bob doesn't move. <laughs> so I'm sitting here hitting a, an object that's not moving. Now, Coach David, you and I have been doing this a long time, true or false. Every partner that you've worked at, and I'm sure there's some who didn't move, wouldn't you say most of them moved when you kind of threw a technique they, at them? They move and they hit back. <laughs> Those are Bingo. two big elements Bob won't do. <laughs> now, if your Bob hits back, that, that's a whole nother problem, right? <laughs> so, so, but I think, but so, you know, if you're a private lesson student, uh, I think private lessons will continue, but the, t the scheduling times will change. Uh, and that, that's true of all instructors. Uh, the scheduling time, the frequency, all of that stuff is changing because we're, we're making a shift. Uh, over to those group classes uh, and the weekend and evening classes in camps. Uh, and that's the way it should be because we've never designed our curriculum to be private lesson based. I mean, it's always been group work based. We're a sparring school. We spar. That's our main thing. We do a lot of other things. That's our main thing. And you need partners to spar. So, I mean, it, that's just, if you look at it from a macro point of view, not like a small view, from a high level, you want to get a black belt with us you're going to spar and you're going to spar a lot. And you're going to get good at it. And the way to do that is in a group class with tons of people. Right. And, you know, this might be a little bit of a joke for you and I, because, you know, we know what these black belt exams look like, but coach David, can you just kind of outline, you know, pre COVID, what did a black belt exam look like? You know, was it, you know, and I'm going to say this jokingly, but keep in mind, there's people who are listening who maybe don't know what one of our black belt exams look like. Did our black belt exam have one person with a bob dummy and a wave master doing a and plus doing katas, or was it something different? Could you speak to that? Yeah, um, I really like our black belt exams. First of all, it's one person testing at a time. We don't do multiple people testing. I know my first black belt I did in a multi-test. Um, I much prefer the way we do it. We have a panel, and then we have a whole you have a big audience of people watching, and then the person who's testing does a multitude of things. First off, they'll do their kata, right? They'll do maybe some moves on the kata with partners. And then they'll do jujitsu work with partners. And then they'll do a whole lot of sparring with partners. No wave masters, no dummies, nothing really in the air. This is mostly partner work. Coach, I kind of look at it as like, you know, appetizer, you know, uh, appetizer, and then main dish. Yes. That's kind of how I look about it. And then, you know, the promise of the end or the dessert, you yes. know, and, you know, so if you're, if you're listening and you're like, what are they talking about? We're saying this because, you know, if your primary focus is hitting Bob dummies and wave masters, that's not our main thing. Our main thing is doing multiple sparring, you know, matches. Um, that's what we do. Right. And that's what our black belt's in. Our black belt is not in doing katas. Uh, it is a huge part of our system, right? I mean, it's, it's definitely a very uh, a good part of what we do. But remember, we, what our big thing that we're looking for is your ability to spar. 
That's what we're looking for. Uh, next topic here, we had, a, we had a question come in asking about the future of belt exams. Uh, will they go virtual? Or will at some point, or, well, sorry, not will they go virtual, will they stay virtual, excuse me? Or will at some point, will they go back to being in person? Uh, also the topic of black belt exams came up. Will they be in person? Will they be virtual? What's gonna happen? Coach, I'm gonna speak to the black belt exams first. Um, there's one student, I don't wanna name her name, um, but she's a student who is in one of our Virginia classes, trains directly with Coach Tiffany. And man, oh man, is she fantastic. Just a great student. She's been sticking with it. She's in college right now. And, um, you know, I, I gave her, uh, I gave her a call. We, we connected and, you know, we had a nice little Zoom connection with her and her parents. Um, Coach Tiffany was there as well. And we talked about it. And the short answer, she's definitely cleared to get her black belt at any point now. Um, I'm just waiting for her to reach back out to me. But, you know, there's students like her. We have a couple other students who are kind of in line for black belt. We've put all that on pause. In normal years, we have one, two, maybe three black belts getting promoted. No one got promoted in 2020. Uh, no one has been promoted yet in 2020, 21. And that's okay. That's how our school does it. And Coach David, I bring this up because I do anticipate that at some point here coming up in the maybe late spring, summertime, I think you're going to see black belt exams resuming uh, in person. Now, of course, in a safe way, you know, with all the, you know, we'll be following all the guidelines. So, so no one get upset about that. But again, they will resume. And I, and I anticipate that taking place around the summertime. Yay. <laughs> That's all I can say is uh, me and about 25 other black belts just did a big yes. Yeah, it's, 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 we're, we're looking forward to it. And um, now keep in mind, you know, many of us will be vaccinated at that time. Uh, so if you're vaccinated and, you know, that's a good thing, I think, you know, obviously we've followed all the rules, we've done it the right way, and we've crossed that one yard line into the end zone, right? We've gotten to a better place. Coach David, now let's talk really quick about the future of belt exams. Now, this is something that's brand, brand, brand new that we're going to talk about. What we have noticed is that the quality of belt exams for people testing for green belt and higher has gone up and up and up and up and up due to the virtual nature of the testing. And it is really cool to see because our process at this point is that students send in a video, uh, assuming that it passes, then we schedule a one-on-one -on -one test. Coach, now this is brand new. I don't know if I've mentioned this to you or not, but there's gonna be a change coming um, no later than the, let me take your April, no later than the June testing cycle, potentially starting for students in the April testing cycle. Instead of doing that virtual live session, that initial pretest that the student sends in we're gonna treat that as the test. And we're gonna send back comments uh, in some capacity, letting them know whether they pass or not. And we're not gonna do that other, you know, that live session. Cause we feel it's just kind of turning into like an extra step. It's kind of turning into an extra hoop to jump. Um, and it's, you know, there's scheduling snafus and sometimes someone can't make it. And, you know, and there's students who literally were ready at their prime and due to available testing slots, they're waiting weeks and weeks, in some cases over a month to wait for an available testing slot. Well, we said, why, why do that? Set, you know, once you send in your video, that's gonna be your test. And then you have nothing to worry about. Then you either pass or you don't. If you pass, great. If you don't, here's what you need to fix and we'll give you all the restrictions. Now, is that, I think that's the first time I mentioned that to you. What's your initial take My initial thought is that's what we used to do. That's exactly what we did. We had, you know, when your instructor thought you were ready and got the nod to, to test, you would send in the video and then the video would be graded by a video grader and then you'd pass or you didn't. And if you passed, 
we actually had, I guess, an additional step, which was the show up to the exam, you know, where you demonstrate, you shake the hand and you get your certificate and your belt. But that was always a, you know, kind of a formality. The past, the, the true test was the video test. And that's what it sounds like we're going to go to, which I think is great because the video doesn't lie. It, you, you know, it just doesn't lie. It's, it's fact. Yeah, I mean, let's let's dig deep on this because I, I really just I, I don't want to kind of uh, gloss over this. I think there's some, stu- especially if you're testing for green belt or higher, you need to really tune in. If you're multitasking, stop the other thing that you're doing. <laughs> li- li- listen to what we're saying here. So we're gonna stop doing this v- fairly quickly. Where the live part of the test that that has been taking place for the last year on Zoom, that's not going to take place anymore. What I think is going to end up happening is that the student will still send in the video and we'll change all this on the website. So it'll be really clear and easy to understand. The other thing, coach David, is we're still getting these large video files being sent in. It's clogging up hard drives and all that. We're just going to bounce them back. So we're going to, we're going to cut down the choices from, you know, we joke about this, you know, if you go to cheesecake factory, it's a local restaurant where we live here, right? I think (laughs) it's, I think it's national, right? You know, there's like 16 pages on the menu. Yes. We're cutting it down. You're going to have one option. Right, you, we're going to give you tell you one way to submit the video. This is how you submit it. That's it. And if it's not done correctly, we'll just send it back until we get it right. And we're going to make it really simple, really clear. And what I think is going to happen is that the turnaround time is going to be faster. Uh, we're trying to make things more efficient. We're trying to make things uh, better for everybody, you know, for the student and for the parent. Parents, we're not trying to test your ability to uh, submit videos and you know test your technology skills. However, we do live in a virtual age now. And it's time that we made those shifts. And I think the timing is, is right. I think it's right time for us to shift over to that. So we're kind of eliminating some of those excess steps, coach. Um, and we're taking it to this place. Any feelings about the whole video testing and like submissions and, you know, cause I know we've had these issues in the past. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a big fan. I think it's um, I think it's the way to go. I think we're in an age and stage where we don't need extra bureaucracy and extra steps Certainly everyone's time is limited. Uh, your time is limited. The student's time is limited. The parents, you know, or, the, or other people's time is limited. This kind of makes it more efficient. But in my eyes, that's always been the test. The video part, because you go through everything on the video, it tells you what you need to know, whether that student is ready to go up or down. The rest of it, you know, it's nice. And um, I certainly liked when we did the uh, group ceremony and you know, we'd shake hands and pictures and stuff, because I feel it's kind of part of the process. Um, but the video is the test and I'm very great. I'm happy to see that we're going to go to that. So you brought up a very good point, coach, that ceremony that we did, can you kind of outline what happened, you know, like, in, in, and I'm talking like in great detail, like, you know, you know how, like, you know, we did the video, they passed, they got the feedback and then they went to where did they go and what was the purpose of that? So uh, this was great. We, um, every two months, we would have a, a celebration, if you will, but it was the ceremony. It was usually at Woodland Elementary, local um, school near us. And students would show up according to their belt level. And we would call them in and they would do a demonstration. Usually Coach V would run them through um, either the techniques or maybe the techniques in the master form, Arcata for that particular group. And then after they went, parents would be allowed to take pictures, and move about. Um, we would then have all the certificates signed, all the belts were out. And then the students would come and they'd shake each instructor's hands, they'd get their belt, they'd get their certificate. Everyone had these big smiles on their face, hopefully. 
Um, and then after we bow out, we took a big group picture and it was a celebration. I mean, yeah, we went through a little bit of karate. Maybe we teach a little bit. For the most part, it was a celebration of that belt. We'd encourage them to go out, get an ice cream, do something to celebrate because it's a milestone. Each belt you get is a milestone. And I thought that was a really great way of celebrating. Yeah. So, you know, so speaking to that, um, I think we're still going to have a celebratory part of the process because that's huge. You know, one thing about COVID, Coach David, that I'm just, um, you know, having, you know, our second child was born during COVID. You know, we found out about him before COVID, but he was born during COVID. And I got to tell you, just the, the, the inability to celebrate and the inability to have ceremonies from graduations to births to death to everything, it's been very, very hard. And I think that's one of the things that I miss the most about normalcy is the ability to not just see people, but celebrate these very special events in life. Um, I consider a belt exam to be one of those, you know, even if it's testing for white belt with stripe or orange belt, man, it might not seem like a big deal if you're a black belt or a higher belt, but let me tell you something, that child or that student who got their very first belt, it's a huge deal and they earned it. And it's their first step towards something even bigger than that. And if you celebrate those small things, you learn to celebrate the big things correctly. Wouldn't you say? So important. Very well said. I, I agree. We missed birthdays and anniversaries, graduations, all those things. And that's why I went back to saying, I think we're going to be celebrating a lot coming up here. But I do think it's important. I think it's a big deal. Oh, how many kids, five, six years old, going in for their very first belt, so excited afterwards, you know, hugs and pictures and just... It, it, it was meaningful. Like, I think it impacted their life and will maybe potentially help them to, to gain better and bigger things growing in the future. So I personally think it's a great thing and very much looking forward to that aspect coming back. Yeah. I think, you know, in terms of those big, you know, white belt, orange belt, belt exams, I'm not sure when that'll resume right now. We're doing it online, but I can tell you this right now, there will definitely be some form of celebration, you know, that we'll figure out in ceremony and whatnot, but we'll do it so that it's safe and it's done mm -hmm. in the correct ways, you know, respecting the guidelines. But coach David, I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with this on this point is, um, you know, I can already hear some of the upper belt saying, oh, it's changing again. Well, the only thing that stays the same <laughs> is change. And, you know, that's one thing I learned a long time ago. And I just learned, you know, instead of fighting it, you embrace it. And you say, hey, look, we're doing it because Kaizen is all about continuous improvement. And that's what we're doing. We're trying to make it better to better fit the time that we're in. It was a good fit six to 12 months ago, but right now we need to evolve it and we need to make it better. And that's what we're doing. Um, any, any final points we need to make about that? No, other than just to say that I think that um, our students who have been with us long enough to know things change. I mean, everything changes. They've seen it and it will continue to do so. So hopefully it's not too much of a shock. You're just like, okay, good. 100% agree. You know, Coach David, I'll, I'll give you a final kind of state of the union address here in terms of where we're at and kind of what's going on. Summer camps are in full swing. You know, students who register and parents who register on or before April 30th will get free before care and free aftercare. That applies to the in-person camps. Now, if you're listening, you're like, man, I wish I was near them. I'm not in Maryland, DC or Virginia. Don't worry. We have virtual camp. Virtual camp takes place from nine to 12 in the morning for 10 weeks. So, you know, we have students in New Mexico. We have students in California, students in Texas, students in Tennessee, students in all over. These are students who used to live in DC, but they moved. So these aren't uh, for the most, as far as I'm aware, 
Uh, these are students who were students local to us who had actually branched out and moved elsewhere. So if you're living out of town and you want to train with us, uh, you can still do so in the virtual classes and you can still do so in the, uh, you know, in that virtual summer camp. So it's still possible. Coach David, we're also looking into the possibility of streaming some of the instruction from camp. So like there's uh, times that I'll be scheduled to teach. Uh, we're working on streaming that instruction live as part of the virtual offering. Uh, so it's not just going to be me, but we're going to be working with that for different instructors who will be teaching who want to be a part of it, or maybe even adult instructors uh, who are interested. If you want to jump in, this is a great way to stay connected and still get your training and get that immersion that, that immersion that we've talked about. That's so cool. Yeah, so it's, so it's really, really good. Um, so guys, mark your calendars. June 14th through August 20th is our uh, summer camp dates. We have some other exciting announcements coming up that we're not ready to make just quite yet. Virtual camp uh, registration opens on April 1st. Uh, please mark your calendars for that. Um, before we start getting out of here, Coach David, I just have a, you know, one or two questions for you. you know, we're here at the end of March. We're right around spring break time. We're going into that April, May, kind of you know, those last two months of the current school year. We're going into the last two months before summer kicks off. What should a Kaizen Karate student and or parent who has youth in our program what should their focus be right now? Like, what should they be thinking about? I know we shared a ton of information, but if you had to kind of narrow it down to like the top one or two things that they should be focused on, even if they're an adult student in our program, what should someone's focus be right now? Well, if you're one of our students, I tell you two things over and over and over again. Be consistent with your training, have a positive attitude. Those are the top two things. I don't care what level you're at, what belt you're at, where you are in the system, or what you're doing. And if that means consistent virtually, great. If it means consistent in the online class, great. Just be consistent. Keep showing up. Have a positive attitude. And we're going to keep moving forward. I know we're in this transition. We went from we're virtual, and now we're kind of hybrid. And hopefully we'll, we'll move you know, even closer to where we all want to get to. But it doesn't really matter for the last year. People have been moving forward. We're going to continue to move you forward. We're going to get you closer to the back belt. Just show up continuously. Have a good attitude. That's it. Yeah, I got to tell you that the first thing that kind of comes to my mind when you said that about, you know, continuing to move forward and doing all that, I didn't think of it in terms of belts. I thought of it in terms of skill, you know, and I hope everyone hears it that same way. You know, belts are going to come, right? Belts are, belts are part of the process. You're absolutely going to earn your belts. But I think what we're really most interested in is having the skill match the belt and the belt match the skill. You know, if you're interested in getting a new belt, don't focus on the belt, focus on the skill. You get the skill down, man, the belts are going to come fast. I think the students who get the most frustrated is because they focus on a belt, right? Absolutely. And, if you, and if you actually focus on building the skill and instead of saying, hey, when can I get my belt or when can I test for my next belt? That means you're focused on the belt. The quality of question you should ask is, hey, what is the skill set that I need to develop that's holding me back from moving up? If someone asks me that, I'm going to be like, oh, they want to make sure their skill matches. See, and it also lets your instructor know that you're aware. So again, if you're a student listening to this, you never want to ask when you're getting your belt. The correct question to ask is, hey, what skills do I need to continue to develop and, and work on to make myself better, to be ready for my next test? Coach, if someone asked you that, how would you react? Big smile on my face and happy to help them um, with whatever I think that's appropriate. So yes, 100% agree. 
Absolutely. This is great. Hey guys, we're, uh, we're wrapping up here, you know, so again, this is the Kaizen Karate podcast. I am coach V and I'm coach David signing out here at the end of uh, March. We hope to not hope to, we'll be back here next week, but we hope that we're continue to march forward into better places. It looks like things are trending in the right direction. Now let's make sure we keep doing that. And we said this last episode, I think, but we're going to say it again. Let's all just make sure we do our part. Um, you know, no matter who you are, where you are, you know, we, we urge you continue to wear the mask, continue to, uh, you know, do the right thing. We're at that one yard line. Let's not drop the ball on the one yard line. Let's keep doing this thing right. So we can all get back to a better place sooner than later and be with our loved ones, be with our friends, be with our family. Let's keep doing it the right way. Alrighty guys, everyone have a great day.